0: Hi, I'm Pastor Justin. It's March 2nd, and this is the Bible in a Year with Maple City Chapel. The readings for today are Leviticus 25, 47 through 55, Leviticus 26, Leviticus 27, one through 13, March 10, 32 to 52, Psalms 45, one through 17, and Proverbs 10, 22. Leviticus 25, 47 to 55. Suppose a foreigner or temporary resident becomes rich while living among you. If any of your fellow Israelites fall into poverty and are forced to sell themselves to such a foreigner or to a member of his family, they are still retained the right to be bought back, even after they have been purchased. They may be bought back by a brother, an uncle, or a cousin. In fact, anyone from the extended family may buy them back. They may also redeem themselves if they have prospered. They will negotiate the price of their freedom with the person who bought them. The price will be based on the number of years from the time they were sold until the next year of Jubilee, whatever it would cost to hire a worker for that period of time. If many years still remain until the Jubilee, they will repay the proper proportion of what they received when they sold themselves. If only a few years remain until the year of Jubilee, they will repay a small amount for their redemption. The foreigner must treat them as workers hired on a yearly basis. You must not allow a foreigner to treat any of your fellow Israelites harshly. If any Israelites have not been bought back by the time the year of Jubilee arrives, they and their children must be set free at that time. For the people of Israel belong to me. They are my servants whom I bought out of the land of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. Leviticus 26. Do not make idols or set up carved images or sacred pillars or sculpture stones in your land so you may worship them. I am the Lord your God. You must follow and keep my Sabbath days for the rest of the reverence of my sanctuary, for I am the Lord. If you follow my decrees and are careful to obey my commands, I will send you the seasonal rains. The land will then yield its crops, and the trees of the field will produce their fruit. Your threshing season will overlap with the grape harvest, and your grape harvest will overlap with the season of planting grain. You will eat your fill and live securely in your own land. I will give you peace in the land, and you will be able to sleep with no cause for fear. I will rid the land of wild animals and keep your enemies out of your land. In fact, you will chase down your enemies and slaughter them with your swords. Five of you will chase a hundred, and a hundred of you will chase ten thousand. All your enemies will fall beneath your sword. I will look favorably upon you, making you fertile and multiplying your people, and I will fulfill my covenant with you. You will have such a surplus of crops that you will need to clear out the old green to make room for the new harvest." I will live among you, and I will not despise you. I will walk among you. I will be your God, and you will be my people. I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, so you would no longer be their slaves. I broke the yoke of slavery from your neck, so you can walk with your heads held high. However, if you do not listen to me or obey all these commands, and if you break my covenant by rejecting my decrees, treating my regulations with contempt, and refusing to obey my commands, I will punish you. I will bring sudden terrors upon you, wasting diseases and burning fevers that will cause your eyes to fail and your life to ebb away. You will plant your crops in vain because your enemies will eat them. I will turn against you, and you will be defeated by your enemies. Those who hate you will rule over you, and you will run even when no one is chasing you. And if, in spite of all this, you still disobey me, I will punish you seven times over for your sins." I will break your proud spirit by making the skies unyielding as an iron, and the earth as hard as bronze. All your work will be for nothing, for your land will yield no crops, and your trees will bear no fruit. If even then you remain hostile toward me and refuse to obey me, I will inflict disaster on you seven times over for your sins. I will send wild animals that will rob you of your children and destroy your livestock. Your numbers will dwindle and your roads will be deserted. And if you fail to learn the lesson and continue your hostility toward me, then I myself will be hostile toward you. I will personally strike you with calamity seven times over for your sins. I will send armies against you to carry out the curse of the covenant you have broken. When you run to your towns for safety, I will send a plague to destroy you there, and you will be handed over to your enemies. I will destroy your food supply so that ten women will need only one oven to bake bread for their families. They will ration your food by weight, and though you have food to eat, you will not be satisfied. If, in spite of all this, you still refuse to listen and still remain hostile toward me, then I will give full vent to my hostility. I myself will punish you seven times over for your sins, and then you will eat the flesh of your own sons and daughters. I will destroy your pagan shrines and knock down your places of worship. I will leave your lifeless corpses piled on top of your lifeless idols, and I will despise you. I will make your cities desolate and destroy your places of pagan worship. I will take no pleasure in your offerings that should be a pleasing aroma to me. Yes, I myself will devastate your land, and your enemies who come to occupy it will be appalled at what they see. I will scatter you among the nations and bring out my sword against you. Your land will become desolate, and your cities will lie in ruins. Then at last the land will enjoy its neglected Sabbath years as it lies desolate while you are in exile, and the land of your enemies." Then the land will finally rest and enjoy the Sabbaths, its mist. As long as the land lies in ruins, it will enjoy the rest you never allowed it to take every seventh year while you lived in it. And for those of you who survive, I will demoralize you in the land of your enemies, and you will live in such fear that the sound of a leaf driven by the wind will send you fleeing. You will run as though fleeing from a sword, and you will fall even when no one pursues you. "'Though no one is chasing you, you will stumble over each other as though fleeing from a sword. "'You will have no power to stand up against your enemies. "'You will die among the foreign nations and be devoured the land of your enemies. "'Those who you survive will waste away in your enemies' lands "'because of their sins and the sins of their ancestors. "'But at last my people will confess their sins and the sins of their ancestors "'for betraying me and being hostile toward me, "'when I have turned their hostility back on them and brought them to the land of their enemies.' Then at last their stubborn hearts will be humbled, and they will pay for their sins. Then I will remember my covenant with Jacob, and my covenant with Isaac, and my covenant with Abraham, and I will remember the land. For the land must be abandoned to enjoy its year of Sabbath rest as it lies deserted. At last the people will pay for their sins, for they have continually rejected my regulations and despised my decrees. But despite all this, I will not utterly reject or despise them while they are in exile in the land of their enemies. I will not cancel my covenant with them by wiping them out, for I am the Lord their God. For their sakes I will remember my ancient covenant with their ancestors, whom I brought out of the land of Egypt in the sight of all the nations, that I might be their God. I am the Lord. These are the decrees, regulations, and instructions that the Lord gave through Moses on Mount Sinai as evidence of the relationship between himself and the Israelites. Leviticus 27, 1-13 The Lord said to Moses, Give the following instructions to the people of Israel. If anyone makes a special vow to dedicate someone to the Lord by paying the value of that person, here is the scale of values to be used. A man between the ages of 20 and 60 is valued at 50 shekels of silver, as measured by the sanctuary shekel. A woman of that age is valued at 30 shekels of silver. A boy between the ages of 5 and 20 is valued at 20 shekels of silver. A girl of that age is valued at 10 shekels of silver. A boy between the ages of one month and five years is valued at five shekels of silver. A girl of that age is valued at three shekels of silver. A man older than sixty is valued at fifteen shekels of silver. A woman of that age is valued at ten shekels of silver. If you desire to make such a vow but cannot afford to pay the required amount, take the person to the priest. He will determine the amount for you to pay based on what you can afford. If your vow involves giving an animal that is acceptable as an offering to the Lord, any gift to the Lord will be considered holy. You may not exchange or substitute it for another animal, neither a good animal for a bad, nor a bad animal for a good one. But if you do exchange one animal for another, then both the original animal and its substitute will be considered holy. If your vow involves an unclean animal, one that is not acceptable as an offering to the Lord, then you must bring the animal to the priest. He will assess its value, and his assessment will be final, whether high or low. If you want to buy back the animal, you must pay the value set by the priest plus 20%. Mark 10:32-52. They were now on the way up to Jerusalem and Jesus was walking ahead of them. The disciples were filled with awe and the people following behind were overwhelmed with fear. Taking the 12 disciples aside, Jesus once more began to describe everything that was about to happen to him. Listen, he said, we're going up to Jerusalem where the Son of Man will be betrayed to the leading priest and the teachers of the religious law. They will sentence him to die and hand him over to the Romans. They will mock him, spit on him, flog him with a whip, and kill him. But after three days, he will rise again. Then James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came over and spoke to him. Teacher, they said, we want you to do us a favor. What is your request, he asked. They replied, When you sit on your glorious throne, we want to sit in places of honor next to you, one on your right and the other on your left. But Jesus said to them, You don't know what you are asking. Are you able to drink from the bitter cup of suffering I am about to drink? Are you able to be baptized with the baptism of suffering I must be baptized with? Oh yes, they replied, we are able. Then Jesus told them, You will indeed drink from my bitter cup and be baptized with my baptism of suffering. But I have no right to say who will sit on my right or my left. God has prepared those places for the ones He has chosen. When the other ten disciples heard what James and John had asked, they were indignant. So Jesus called them together. You know that the rulers in this world lorded over their people, and officials flaunt their authority over those under them. But among you, it will be different. Whoever wants to be a leader amongst you must be your servant, and whoever wants to be first among you must be the slave of everyone else. For even the Son of Man came not to be served but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for many. Then they reached Jericho, and as Jesus and his disciples left town, a large crowd followed him. A blind beggar named Barnimaeus, son of Timaeus, was sitting beside the road. When Barnimaeus heard that Jesus of Nazareth was nearby, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Be quiet, many of the people yelled at him, but he only shouted louder, Son of David, have mercy on me. When Jesus heard him, he stopped and said, tell him to come here. So they called the blind man. Cheer up, they said. Come on, he's calling you. Bartimaeus threw aside his coat, jumped up, and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you, Jesus asked. My rabbi, the blind man said, I want to see. And Jesus said to him, go, for your faith has healed you. Instantly, the man could see, and he followed Jesus down the road. Psalms 45, 1-17 Beautiful words stir my heart. I will recite a lovely poem about the king, for my tongue is like the pen of a skillful poet. You are the most handsome of all. Gracious words stream from your lips. God himself has blessed you forever. Put on your sword, O mighty warrior. You are so glorious, so majestic. In your majesty, ride out to victory, defending truth, humility, and justice. Go forth to perform awe-inspiring deeds. Your arrows are sharp, piercing your enemies' hearts. The nations fall beneath your feet. Your throne, O God, endures for ever and ever. You rule with the scepter of justice. You love justice and hate evil. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you, pouring out the oil of joy on you more than anyone else. Myrrh, aloes, and cassia perfume your robes. In ivory palaces the music of strings entertains you. King's daughters are among your noble women. At your right side stands the queen, wearing jewelry of finest gold from Ophir. Listen to me, O oh royal daughter, take to heart what I say. Forget your people and your family far away, for your royal husband delights in your beauty. Honor him, for he is your lord. The princess of Tyre will shower you with gifts, the wealthy will beg your favor. The bride, a princess, looks glorious in her golden gown. In her beautiful robe she is led to the king, accompanied by her bridesmaids. What a joyful and enthusiastic procession as they enter the king's palace. Your sons will become kings like their father. You will make them rulers over many lands. I will bring honor to your name in every generation. Therefore, the nations will praise you forever and ever. Proverbs 10, 22. The blessing of the Lord makes a person rich, and he adds no sorrow with it.